following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Keough. Matt, how we doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. Say, lost your voice a little bit there? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as it was. It sounds a little different, though. I sound I sound different. You do. You sound a little more, a little gravelly, a little gravelly today. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about <laughs> how you lost your voice, but... Um, I'm coming in hot right off the bat. No pun intended. Nope. Oh, there's puns. There's like everything intended. Coming in hot. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I coach shot put and discus over at Kenmore East High School. I coach indoor and outdoor. I've done their shot put for outdoor for 11 seasons, 10 seasons now. And I've coached shot and disc for, I think, 12 or 13 years in total. Matt, I've planned for a lot of things over the years. You know, outdoor season, you plan for rain. You always get those snowy days, you know, where you got to clean out the pits. Uh, you got to, you know, wait for vector lines or in discus. You got to have the cage put up. Sometimes it gets put up right away. Other times, you know, it doesn't get put up right away, and you got to take matters into your own hands. You deal with sometimes pits being underwater and you've got to like grab the shovels and dig the shot put pits out. You try to come prepared for almost every situation. Matt, I was ill prepared for this situation as a coach. I can clearly, honestly, 100% for certain say that I was ill prepared, unprepared as a coach for. To show up at a field to find a car on fire. Well, actually, it wasn't on fire. It had been on fire. The fire had been put out right in front of my shot put pit and oil, my, the rest of my pit completely covered with oil. How far out is your pit, though, from, like, say, like, the nearest parking lot? From... Well, from the fence to where this guy crashed, first of all, for those of you who don't know, at Ken East, a, a, a gentleman drove through the fence over off of, it would have been off Parker, and onto, in front of our shot put pit, ended in front of our shot put pit, and it looked, the car happened to land right in front of my pit, stopped at the tow board, burst in the flames, dumped oil all over the place. The, the, the shop area is completely destroyed. From the fence line, I estimated it was probably a good 200, maybe 300 feet. Wow. Like probably, I'd say probably a good, from where he crashed through yeah. to where he landed, I'd say probably a good 300 feet. Wow. Um, I mean, I know we sh- we throw shot put there. Or is sorry, it? we put throw discus there, and we've had kids throw 125, 130, so 140 feet. There. So there's there's a lot of space. Yeah. 
But yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> is there video like surveillance footage? Some of the kids have been showing. I guess some of the neighbors or whatever got a little bit of video at the end. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but I I have yet to see any video of the actual guy going through the fence. The actual crash itself. It's it's more the video that I saw that one of my kids had was of the actual the the cops actually dragging him out, dragging the gentleman out of his car. Before how did they, be, they get that video? Well, before the car was actually like actually engulfed in flames, um, I guess uh, somebody from across the street or a neighbor um, sent the video to one of the kids' parents, one of my kids' parents, and apparently this happened about an hour and a half to two hours before practice. I think it roughly happened around three forty-five or well, sorry, one forty-five, and we practice at three thirty. So if this had happened like about an hour and a half, two hours later, there would have been a bunch of people there. There would have been a bunch of kids, and we, myself, and a bunch of kids would have been like running for our lives to get out of this guy's way. Because I'm assuming if he broke through the fence and had enough momentum to continue, I'm guessing he was going pretty quick through that fence. So yeah, that. uh, You said Ken. Is it Ken West or Ken East? Kenmore East. Oh, well, I'm searching the exact wrong school. And that, yeah, that would have happened Friday. So, yeah. and we've got a track meet tomorrow. So I'm at home. At home. We tried to get it moved to Grand Island. Um, sorry, Michelle. We, uh, we, uh, Michelle White, who was on uh, our podcast earlier, we couldn't get it moved because they've got a girls lacrosse game. So we are going to. Probably it's looking like at this point we're going to throw without or have the meet without shot put. So we'll still be able to get in disc, won't be able to get in shot. And it really, it stinks because I've got, you know, I've got kids that are trying to qualify for sectionals. I've got kids that are trying to improve their sectional position. And it's taking away, literally taking away a opportunity for them to improve on their scores, to get their get their shot put scored up. Um, I'm really thinking of one of my girls, Erin Donnellan, who hit provisional mark. She's at a 29.9, but right now, I mean, she's capable of throwing 30, 31, 32, 33, but this just takes away an opportunity for her. And it has nothing to do with what she's done. It's just, like I said, I have never, never would I ever thought anything like this would even be possible. Were you able to find any video on it? It's not even popping up on Google. Really? I was going to say, I can't remember if I've seen anything Because I said Kenmore East car accident, Friday, April 29th. And nothing's popping up? No. I thought it would be a little... I haven't seen it really in the news. Maybe they're waiting to see, you know, more information about it. I don't know. Like, how? that's so stupid. I I agree. But yeah, that's my... uh, (laughs) That was my coming in hot episode out there so <sighs> have you ever had anything um obviously not to that effect but have you ever had anything whether you've been coaching whether you've been at like where you just walk to the field or walk to your practice and just like what like wait no. what like no. maybe not that bad but just like something like totally unexpected no not at all it's like 
I don't know. Obviously, yours is a huge extreme. Like nobody ever anticipates like seeing a fully like burnt car just sitting there. It was still smoking by the time we got there. Oh, was it hot? I bet it was hot. Oh, it there, was. So. It was still smoking. In fact, today at practice, because we're they've got it all, they've got the shot put area all fenced off, so you can't get in there. Um, but we can still throw disc over to the uh, um, like right next right to next it. to it. You still smell burnt car. Like it still smells like burnt oil, burnt, just burnt. And like I, I all like the area around it, like the grass and dirt and stuff. Oh, it's all, all torched. Torch, yeah. 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 That's how were they there? Were you there when they removed the car? Uh, we were towards the end of that practice. Like we, on Friday, we moved all the kids. So we didn't throw disc. We didn't throw shot. It was pretty cold anyways. So we just went inside and lifted. But by the time we got out of there, they had just, so we, we left practice, I want to say around 5, 5.30, and they had just gotten rid of the car. Like, they just got the car up on the uh, tow truck or yeah. plat, uh, uh, flatbed, and we're getting rid of it. So, yeah. I want to know, like, what made it combust. That's what, I, and that's what I was thinking, too. Because how many, I mean, you've seen car accidents where they impact posts or impact fences or whatever. And they haven't exploded. And I've never seen them explode. So that's why I want. had to have gone, be gone at a clip and then like hit the cement shot put like area and must have knocked something. But like, I, 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 when I was told about it, I was like, did the guy ignite it himself? That's what I thought too, because there is, there is talk out there that this guy, it was, uh, possibly a suicide attempt or something like that. So I'm wondering if he ignited the car while he drove or something. Again, this is all speculation. I have no idea for sure, so don't quote me on anything. Why? why but there? I just, I've never seen a car, I've seen car crashes. I've never seen one explode, yeah, like bad, like yeah. go on fire. Yeah, I've seen some really bad car accidents, and I've never seen anything catch on fire. But, like, I don't understand why he wasn't, why it ended up going into your area. Like, what was the purpose? Because that was, like, an intended, like, person drove that way. It's not oh, the- I'm assuming. I know there's a big tree by the, right by the fence. So I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe he tried to hit the tree and miss. And, like, miscalculated. <laughs> but, um. I, I bet you, even if he hit the tree, I don't think that car would have exploded. No. I really, that's the first I've ever seen a car just explode. That car, I wonder what it was like to be, like, in the school when that happened. That's another thing I was wondering, too, because there is the middle school right behind the field. Because there was, like, there was school around. Yeah. I I wonder um, what that sounded like. I have no idea. I'm sure some of the middle schoolers would have seen it from their classroom. Yeah. Because you figure you've got Adams Field. So you've got the football field, and then on the other side, there's you know a nice little field for the phys ed department, and then there's a school. I'd say the school is probably, I don't know, maybe 200 yards away. Not that, maybe not that far. No, no definitely, definitely some kids got traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> definitely some middle school kids got really messed up from watching that. And, I mean, supposedly the gentleman's, oh, I, well, I guess in the hospital, in the ICU, um, Burn unit. I don't know if he's still there, but 
supposedly he's there. He's, again, I, I have no idea how well he's doing. I'm not going to be sending him any cards or anything, but no, I, I wish him well. But and I hope if he does recover, he gets the help that he needs. Cause, yeah, because that's, what kind of car was it? You know what? It was so burnt, I couldn't even really tell. Couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Right. And that was another thing. It's not like it was, all right, it just kind of like a big puff of smoke. and yeah. what, No, it was like, I mean, you've seen the pictures. It was yeah, torched. It was, it, was, it was like, it looked like one of those like cars that like the fire department uses to like train. Fire. Yeah, to train to put out yeah. fires. And Yeah, but like <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like... Until somebody told me, they're like, that's like at a shop, but like in front of a school. I was just like, oh, <laughs> like that's a real car. Oh, uh, I don't know. I've seen, like I said, I've seen some bad car accidents, but I've never seen one like actually on fire when it's not on purpose. Other than NASCAR, but I mean, like, I don't consider NASCAR. Rubbing is racing. I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe the guy was training for NASCAR. He hit the wall and just spun out. That's so sad. I wonder. Oh, dude, I feel so bad for those kids. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. That's something that you can't unsee. <laughs> <laughs> those kids will forever be traumatized in cars. Like I said, for as bad as it is, it definitely could have been a lot worse. Yeah. That happens about an hour and a half, two two hours. Later, more than one person would have been injured um, or killed. Yeah, I'm sure there would have been, and we would have been out there. We would have been thrown, and especially it, it would have caught right through the discus pit. So there would have been there would have been kids retrieving their discus or retrieving their yeah. shot, where we would have had to move pretty quick. And yeah. you know me, I'm I'm old. I can't move all that fast <laughs> I mean, anymore. But still, no, it would have been it would have been a, a big potential disaster. Yeah. So I mean. As as bad as it is, you know, somebody got hurt, but like it could have been. I mean, it's a blessing that nobody else was there. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. So there's a light side ish, like you know, little little room for positivity there. Yeah, little room for positivity. Yeah, and depending on what kind of car it is, it might have been a bigger room of possible uh, positivity. All right, so that's uh that's my coming in, <clears throat> coming in hot. Yeah, as in on fire. <laughs> Can't come in any hotter. All right, but Matt, so uh little little gravelly voice today. What's um you want to share share a story on that? I hate I I I don't hate working with kids, but I hate when parents don't care about how their kids behave. And there's one thing if you're at a school and you're teaching and stuff and you um, you know, cuz parents aren't there. Parents don't see how their kids react or respond or act or behave or what have you. So it's a different situation. But when I'm coaching gymnastics and stuff, obviously, like, during rec classes, kids can, or parents, you know, drop their kids off. And a lot of them stay and watch. You know, it's only an hour. Okay. So, like, they watch and they can hear. So... My problem is, is when they see kids behave, their kids behaving so poorly, um, and they don't do anything about it. They don't step in and be the parent. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, maybe not even during like the actual class, but as soon as the class is over, like, like figure it out. Um, I had this one class, one class made me lose my voice. Um, one girl brought toys 
toys into gymnastics. And I was like, put them away. Okay. Other ones just weren't listening, running around, kicking, screaming, not like listen. What age group? What were these like? Th- no, they're like three eight, and four year olds? Eight to 10 year old girls. Oh, okay. So they're dead. So you're talking that's what, third, like third, fourth, fifth? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and like at that point, like, I I can't have kids running around because when team is like weren't like doing stuff like you can have full grown like eighteen year old males doing like three four flips in the air on like the back one like if a little girl was under there like he'd land on her and kill her oh yeah like, there'd definitely be injuries there. like running through the parallel bar or the the uneven bar area where there's big girls like doing swings and stuff they'll get kicked right through the wall. <laughs> Like, it's it's not it's like I it's like I can't let you run around because you're gonna get hit because they don't see anything other than what's in front of them. Now, were these like beginner girls or were they kind of like new to the program or no? So they they have no prop like they've been there for a while and they knew who I was, but I picked up these classes from somebody else, and we used to work together actually, and these girls would respond differently with the other teacher because the other teacher was a girl and you know i realized throughout uh, my couple of years of working with kids that like you know boys respond differently when it's a girl teacher and a boy teacher same thing with girls usually boys try to get away with more with boy teachers than they do with girls and vice versa girls usually tend to listen more when a guy is there rather than a girl not all the time, but that's a general kind of thing. Well, these girls, just every time I'd show up, just, like, the switch went on and, like, they just went crazy. So I I just was not having it. And, like, even other coaches are like, I was hearing people just, like, I heard you just, like, screaming, girls, like, no, like, enough. Like, I spent a probably in, a, in an hour period, I only did, like, maybe two events with them because I spent – a solid 30 minutes, half of the class just sitting them down and not, I don't want to say scolding them, but in that situation, like you, you can't let it slide. Like you have to like, and I did it in front of their parents and yet no parent, one parent came and talked to me afterwards and it wasn't even about her kid because her kid wasn't behaving that way. And she's just like, I don't know what to do with these girls. Like, like I want to, like, I want, this girl to have you as a teacher but like she you're not getting anything done because you're playing babysitter and i was like i don't blame you like if you i don't like if you want to take your daughter out and put her to a different class she can get so much more done because she has the skill but i'm stuck here playing babysitter with everybody else how many girls are in the class uh seven or eight okay and it, the majority like what like four or five six of them are like real just oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah they're so bad and nobody like gave a car like nobody gave any care that like I I truly lost my voice within an hour span that I still haven't gotten back in. That happened on Friday. And and I have this I have these same girls next Friday, like this coming Friday. So it's just like has like the um owner of the studio like is it maybe time for for him or her to step in and maybe split that class up maybe oh, it's like i <laughs> is it is it getting something to that point where it's all right we can't we're gonna start asking people not to come back to class type of deal kind of i mean if they can't if they can't act or they can't behave yeah their parents are paying for it 
but at that point it's like we're not a daycare service yeah. um so like here's your money back um and i'm not a huge fan I'm a loud person, and I like to use my voice as much as possible. Not like a mean way. So, like when I coach and stuff, whether it was like soccer or like when I'm teaching, I like to be loud. Not necessarily in a bad way, but like just be loud. But like, so I hated sitting them down and like constantly yelling at them because this was yelling. It wasn't just being loud. Like I was yelling at these girls, but like just nothing else was like I can't let that unsafe behavior slide now how did they respond because i know there's been times where i've had to do i i think every coach at any level has had that time where they'd have to sit and and i don't want to say ream out a, a group but you know set them straight there's been times where i've had it where they they like look at you like oh okay i really messed up or there are times and it, it would drive me nuts where you'd be doing that and it, they'd just keep talking to their friends or they would it would go like in one ear and out the other or they just it wouldn't phase them at all. Like, how did they did they respond right after or was it like hey, whatever this we don't care? Yeah, they didn't respond. I mean, like. Certain ones responded, but the problem is, is that there's a couple instigators that will. They'll stir the pot, yeah. or they'll they'll they're the leaders, and everybody else just yeah. falls. Yeah. So line. it's like, and thankfully, I have a another coach with me now. This happened before yesterday or Friday, but um, she wasn't there. But the good thing is that she's a girl, so, so maybe she can kind of. So hopefully, either with having a guy and a girl coach, they might calm down, or if worse comes to worse. I have a I have a I have a coach that can play babysitter while I can actually coach other kids. And it's like you know I, I don't want it to be that way, but if I have to, I have to. And that's a shame. Like I especially when it's like I've seen that happen in soccer camps, where or throwers camps, soccer camps that I've been coaching at a part of where it's a shame when you get to that point because there are kids that want to get better. What they, they're there to get better. They're there to get from the modified level to the JV level or the JV level to the varsity level or become a starter. Like they legitimately want to be there. And then you're right. You do get, especially at that, that eight, nine, 10, even up to 11 or 12 year old range where you get kids that sometimes their parents just use it as a babysitter service where they're 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 not because they want to get better necessarily at that sport but mom or dad need a place to drop them off for an hour or two hours or three hours i know some soccer camps we've been a part of that have been you know as almost as long as a regular school day and my coach at one of those yeah and it's you do get a mix. You get a mix of kids who are generally want to be there, or you get a mix of kids who are I'm just here because this was the this was my best option. Yeah. And it's it stinks because what like you said, what do you do for the kids and, and the, the parent that came up to you of the child who was actually listening? You you feel bad for her because you're right. I, you know, your kid's great. I don't want your kid to leave. But at the same time, I don't blame you for pulling, wanting to pull your kid out because if she was in another class, 
she'd learn so much more because she'd be with kids that wanted to be there and that weren't having behavioral issues. It's know. it's just a lose lose. It's just like even the parent was telling me, which I think it was funny. Like we were kind of venting together <laughs> while while my student is like right there, just drinking water. Uh, she was just like, I'm like looking at these parents and stuff, and like nobody's caring. Like there was a parent from who was one of the team boys' parents who was just there watching the practice way in the back that was responding to how my kids are reacting like except like but there's like the either the complete obliviousness or neglect that the parents were displaying and just don't care they're like for this hour it's now my responsibility it's just like and i wonder if that's something like i i have no I have very little experience in doing like more of gymnastic stuff where it's like more of like a one-on-one or small group settings. I mean, all of my coaching, or I'd say the majority of my coaching experience is in like big teams like track and field, soccer, basketball. I wonder if it would almost be better like if you, not to scream at the parents or anything, but if you had a meet, like had a parents meeting. I know we've had parents meetings usually at the beginning of every season for high school just to... It's not, it's more or less like setting expectations or it's more or less here, here's what we're, it's it's an introduction meeting. You know, here's practice schedules, here's what our expectations are of your, your son or daughter, here's what we want to learn. Like, I wonder if maybe doing something like that would just, you know, help solve the problem. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, Have you brought it up to the owner? The owners. I at mean, all? one like yeah, and, and they're like, oh well, what, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't like. I want to. I I want to give it a shot with the girl coach to see how it happens. Be- see how that dynamic. Because it up. could. It really could change things just because of the differences. So we'll see. But if it's not, then I'll have to take some sort of other approach. Well. Hopefully it clears up. I know it takes me back to losing my voice, especially early on in my career. There were a lot of times in my early 20s where I would be coming, like, it would take me two or three days to recover from my voice, especially during my grad school where I would go to classes with little to no voice or, you know, like doing presentations like, well, you know, just having no voice. And a lot of the time, it wasn't because of discipline, like screaming at the kids. It was just you're you're screaming, uh, just plays. You're screaming directions. You're screaming encouragement. You're screaming. Sometimes you're screaming to scream to get them in. But you're you're just yelling during the sideline. I feel yeah. like for me, it really, it really. There are, don't get me wrong. There are still times that I lose my voice on the sidelines. But I've kind of learned to what do they call it? Yelling from your diaphragm, or yeah. you're doing more of that guttural yell instead of yelling from the throat but oh my god there i remember one season where i was i mean i was drinking like tea and honey and doing all kinds of stuff just to try to get my voice back like it was by the end of the season it was toast and it was a i mean i had a really good group of kids yeah that i wasn't it's not like i was sitting there ripping them don't get me wrong i did rip them a couple (laughs) times but I, you know, you had to learn, <laughs> it's, you have to learn how to shout. 
you have to get that. What do they call it? The, getting that phys ed voice, getting that yeah. teacher voice, that booming. I mean, I, I this is the first time I've I've lost my voice to this capacity. Um, you know, I've lost my voice before just by, um, you know, whenever I go out, not like I'm not a huge like going out person, but like. You know, I'm not a huge, like, drinker or anything either, but it's more like whenever I hear music playing, I really like to sing, like, just sing with it. So, like, I say I go to Hofbrau House downtown. Like, my buddies like to drink, but I don't. I just like to go for the music, and, like, they'll be playing music, and I'm screaming my head off. Like, that is to the point where, like, I've lost my voice before just because of doing that kind of stuff. I've never recovered this long and the problem was too is like like you're saying is like you can't take a break either. Like you lose your voice and like the next day you still gotta like use your voice. Like so like I lost my voice Friday night. I had to go Saturday morning to coach more classes. Like and like I had this one little girl, she's she's one of one of my gooder cla- better classes, gooder. One of my better classes, her name is Aria, and she was like she's like, What's wrong with your voice? And I said, I had to, every, everybody asked me that that day because it was like in and out cracking, like not even this good, way really bad. And they're like, what happened? I was like, well, I had to yell at one of my classes yesterday because they weren't good listeners. And they're like, oh. the little girl, she came up, she's like, she's like, why are you, why are you not like, why is your voice so bad? It's like, well, because I still have to use my voice. She's like, as soon as gymnastics over today, you go home and you don't say a word and until <laughs> until your voice comes back. And I was just like, you got it. <laughs> I was like... You get your kids to look out for you. I was just like, thank you. I was like, that is honestly the nicest thing somebody could have told me. Now, there's been times where I've lost my voice and I'll come into class, whether I'm teaching or or coaching the next day, especially teaching and I'll, I'll play the sympathy card. Like I'll, I'll, especially with my younger ones, I'll call like kids. I can't really talk. You know, Mr. Monahan lost his voice today and believe it or not, I get, you'll get so much sympathy where they'll look like, okay, like they'll just, okay. Yeah. And you'll get, you'll hear the kids guys. Listen, Mr. Monahan can't scream. Get on the line, get on the line. Like just listen, follow directions. So you kind of, you learn to play a little bit of the sympathy. And there's been times where, you know, maybe it clears up in a day. And you keep And playing. I kind of keep it maybe for like two days, yeah. three days. A month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you kind of sometimes milk it for milk it for all it's worth a little bit like i mean it is and my funny the funniest thing is is like you wake up like the day after losing your voice and you're just like you kind of forget that you don't have a voice and like you just start talking to people and they're like oh dude you sound terrible like especially in today's time they're like you got COVID. I was just like no man like i just can't screw i i sound like steve-o kind of I, I, for the past two days, I've kind of sounded like Steve-O, like a little raspy, and I kind of vibe with it. I'll say, as long as you don't act like Steve-O. Steve-O's cleaned up his act. He's not bad, though. I saw that, the newest one earlier. Isn't he like a stand-up comedian or something now? He, 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 he was. He's a YouTube influencer now. But he started himself off doing, doing, um, stand-up. Okay. Um... 
before I forget, when he said the all-day soccer camp, I did one of those back when camp held one mm. for, like, that week. And that week was when I when I snapped my ankle. Ooh. Like, I snapped it that Monday, and, you know, it started that Monday and went until Friday. <laughs> I went to work every day without a, without crutches and just an air cast, and I did the soccer camp. Really? Yeah. Every day. Wow. The only that, t- that takes dedication. The only time I did not was on my foot was during lunch where I ca- where I commandeered like three chairs to elevate my foot <laughs> because I couldn't because my foot was the size of like it was like out to here. I was gonna say it was it was bad. It still isn't fully healed. Like it never will be healed. Sometimes you got a coach injured. I rem- I mean. That kind of brings us to another topic. There's been times where I've done drills and hurt myself, and you know when you hurt yourself, but you can't let the team can't let know that you hurt yourself. So you kind of – I remember one time in particular where we were doing um, – I think we were doing like a modified scrimmage, and we were we were short a player or two, so I jumped in and, and you know, oh, just gosh. did some other stuff, and I – did something to my knee, and I knew right away that I did something to my knee. And I finished the game, and I'm grincing the whole way, you know, grimacing in pain, and it's, you know, you get the coach, are you all right? Yeah, and you just kind of tough it out, and you just play, and then at the end, you know, you're picking up stuff, and you kind of, it's not till you realize, like, all right, everybody's gone, that you can kind of really, like, start, like, a mother, you know, and just, realize that you know how bad you messed your knee your ankle whatever it is yeah up you just or you'll go to a game and you're i remember there was a game that at uh when i was coaching at park and you know if they got that wooded area in the back i was sicker than a dog like i was sick like it was i was so bad it was to the point where during the game there was two or three times during the game i went to the back wooded area threw up and then came back. Like at least I probably did it two or three times where I was just I was sick. I was sweating. I threw I canceled practice the day before because I literally I threw up on the field and I was like, all right, girls, just we're going home. So everybody went home and I the next day Larry shows up. It was just, it was pretty much, I should have had a bucket. You know, we ended up winning the game, but. But at what cost? You've got a coach. I mean, it's unless, I mean, we didn't have a JV team, so I really had nobody else to to coach for me. But it's not like if you're teaching a class where if you're sick, all right, you you get a sub. That sub might not be phys ed certified, but you're going to get a sub. In there, you have a filler. You, you have, have a filler. A, you have a body. Whereas if you're if you're coaching a sport, if you like right now, you know when I was on JV, if Jamie was sick a little bit, I'm sure she could if she could fill in for me or vice versa. Um, there was one day this year Megan couldn't make a game, so I had to fill in for her on modified. That's right. But nine out of ten times, if you can't make it that game's going to get canceled and you know, or you're going to have to forfeit. You've got to show up whether you're in great health, poor health or anywhere in between great health, poor health, no health. Yeah. I mean, unless you really, 
can't make it. And even then, you know, when I filled in for Megan, Megan told me about that game, I think, two, three weeks in advance. Yeah. So it's not like when you're sick, it's not like you can wake up in the morning. You're like, um, um, I can't make it today. I'm not feeling good. Yeah. There's no not feeling good. You're coaching. I mean, I'm definitely not that athlete. I'm not even the athlete that would be like, I'm not coming because I'm hurt. Like, ah. there was one time that, like, I just was really not into it mentally to the point where, like, I was a, I used a, um, a, a back injury as an out. But other than that, like, like I said, like, I, coached uh, like I went to a soccer camp and I ran a soccer like, I worked a soccer camp with a basically busted up ankle played soccer with an air cast on like I remember um Giuliano was just getting to know me and he's just like he's like dude shouldn't you like not be kicking full force <laughs> with that on and I was just like yeah, and, like, he would just see me out in the field, and I'd just, like, rip a shot and all of a sudden be like, oh! But I'd keep going anyways. You know, stupid stuff like that. And obviously it's not the best because it will ruin you for the rest of your life. Like, I have no mobility in my right ankle anymore because yeah. it didn't heal properly, but, you know. And wait till you get older in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Were those injuries really come back? I mean, it's funny when I turned. I'm 41 now. But when I turned 40, is really. I mean, even in the late 30s, but when I turned 40, I really started like, ooh, I remember now why my hip hurts because of, or ooh, that there's my knee, or it like they really just. For me, it was 40 when they really just all started coming like one after another after another after another. I got, I got, I got like 16 years left. <laughs> you uh, did the math quick there. I, no, dude, I was about to say I got like 36 years left. I was like, mm. okay, that would not be good. No. Yeah, my co host is four years old. He was born on a leap year. If you are born on a leap year, how old would you be right now then? Don't they consider, like legally, well, don't they consider it the day before they'll just recognize that as your birthday? Birthday. Yeah, but you know, technically speaking, you think of it as like that day. Yeah. So if you were like, if I was born on a leap year, I'd be like what ten and a quarter. Wasn't last? Wasn't this past year a leap year? Maybe. No. No. Twenty twenty two. No. I think 2020 was the last leap year, wasn't it? 2020? I don't know. Well, I'm going to go check when the next one is. But No, I always thought that'd be cool to be born on a leap year. Like I said, I would, I would assume I'd be like about 10. Do you like think people 10. are like, oh, the next leap, leap, next leap year. The next leap year is 2024. Yeah, so 2020 would have been yeah, the last one. The last one. Wait, so like, do you think that's like planned or do you think that's just a happy coincidence? Like, people plan on being born on a leap year or having a kid on a leap year? Yeah. Like, you know how, like, some people, like, try to, like, plan <laughs> out when their kids are going to get born? I... Like, I want a June baby. So I was like, okay. But to plan it on a specific, like, day, I think that would be tough. You could plan on, like, all right, I want a February birthday. I want a March birthday. I would think that would be somebody who wanted a March birthday but just missed. That's fair. Like so, think about it now. My 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 dad 
and my uncle, his brother, who is one year, one or two years younger than him, was born on the exact same day. Oh, really? Yeah. Just two years apart? Yeah. Or one year apart? So my dad was like, yeah, like for a birthday present, I had a, I got a younger brother. <laughs> like, like that, honestly, is a coincidence. A hundred percent coincidence. Oh, for sure. But like... <laughs> Like, do you know how many things have to fall into place to have that happen? Oh, for sure. It's. I think it's. I don't think you can plan something like that. I don't think you can plan. Oh, you want to have a leap year, baby? <laughs> you want to have a leap year, baby? <laughs> but do you know anybody that was born was on born leap on year? a leap year? I don't. I, don't. I know a. Well, I know there's like a friend of a friend of a friend, but I don't actually know that person. I don't think I know anybody who has a. F- February. No, I do know one person that has a February birthday. But yeah, no. Nobody on a leap year. Nobody on a leap year? I don't... No. I know somebody who was born on Thanksgiving. That'd be cool. That'd be, although I wonder if you like... If it's kind of like just on any holiday, your birthday tends to get overshadowed. Like, I would think... I would think I would Not hate mine. to be, I would hate to have a Christmas birthday because then you're... You get the, well, here's your birthday and Christmas gift. Like, here, here's, you know, you get you get kind of cheated a little bit. Well, that's the problem with my birthday is mine's, like, January and it's, like, right after Christmas. Except sometimes my birthday lands on Martin Luther King Day. That'd be cool. Get the extra weekend off. Exactly. So, get a long weekend. That's how mine is with uh, Columbus Day oh, or really? Indigenous People Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's on the 10th. And yours is a different day every year, right? What do you mean? Like, your birthday? Well, yeah, it doesn't always fall on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah like I'm like I go down the week. Like yeah. next year, I'm on a Friday. Yeah, I usually get. Um, but, I usually luck out and get a, a long weekend. But there is one thing that does happen on my birthday consistently. What's that? It's inauguration day. Oh yeah. Every every go. four years is inauguration day on my birthday. So something that actually happens consistently, no matter what. I know four. So yes, I guess my birthday is overshadowed by something else <laughs> four times out of the out of the. <laughs> so you got a leap year, just a different way. You got <laughs> you got the inauguration. Leap like year. so, what do you do on your birthday? Well, every four years, I watch the TV. Yeah. And then, um, other than that, most times people are looking forward to the next time. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't like, like, I'm not. We're not getting political here, but I remember. 2016, a lot of people weren't really too happy on my birthday. <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching the TV at college, a very um, blue college, if I can say. And um, most people are just like, man, today sucks. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you. <laughs> I feel so happy. <laughs> uh, that's got to be. And then it, now, are you one of those people? And again, we're just totally veering off track here. But are you one of those people who will look at, see like what other sports stars or celebrities or whatever share yeah. your birthday? It's not they're not good. <laughs> really, you don't yeah. even have like one. Well, there's I all- think from I think I want to say Brett Favre yeah. shares my birthday. Okay, so somebody famous, let's just say somebody infamous, has a birthday like my birthday, except it will never pop up if you search like. Famous like pop like famous people who share your birthday. Oh really? It won't pop up? Yeah. It will not. 
that's weird. Like it really it won't. And and they're a very well known person. Interesting. Oh, um, I guess the famous person that you might know is um Rain Wilson. He plays Dwight D. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick Foles. Nick Foles shares your birthday? Nick Foles shares my birthday. <laughs> you wanna know who else shares my birthday, but it won't pop up? Who? Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I just did mine. Apparently, Mario Lopez shares my birthday. David Lee Roth. Uh, that's the only. Those are those are some of the ones. Tanya Tucker. I think she's a country okay. western singer. Um, I thought Brett Favre. I guess Brett Favre maybe was not. See. Born January 20th, 1963. <laughs> but if you look up, like, popular January popular uh, January 20th birthdays, he doesn't pop up. <laughs> probably because well, I was going to say, I wonder why. Probably because nobody wants to have that associated with their, with their birthday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think I would. Yeah. It's it's not something. Mo who is the most famous person born on my birthday? I'm I'm sure trying to. Yeah, it's all right, I was right. Brett Favre, Jeff Bezos, Martin Luther King, Elvis Presley, Betty White, Alexander Hamilton, Muhammad Ali, and um, XXS Tentacion are the top eight most famous people born in January. All right, see, I'm doing sports stars now. I was right, Brett Favre. I got Alexi Zitnik. Remember him from the Sabres? Oh, Stephen Hawking. Uh, Corey Lucci. Apparently he was a former Bill tackle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Okay. So I've, had, I've got some pretty decent uh, sports stars' birthdays. Jim Carrey was born in January, three days before me. Isn't he, like, retiring from acting? He did retire from acting. Or did retire. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, it's, you know, I, I would assume it's something similar to sports when you've I, if, you've had your role, you, well, and like also, any other job. And if, if it's changing too much to the point where you kind of lose, you know, the purpose of why you're doing it, I respect you for retiring. Absolutely. I mean, I... I've often said, especially for coaching and teaching, um, if I no longer have the love of the game, if I no longer want to continue to to teach the younger generation of athletes in my sport, I, I don't want to do it. I'm at the point where I don't coach because I have to. I coach because I want to. I mean... I could very easily go to work, teach, come home, and be 100% fine, whether it's financially, whatever. I coach because I want to. And I know, and, and there was a time where I went from coaching three sports to one year where I um, didn't coach at all, didn't coach a fall, winter. By the end of the spring season, like, I was – I felt like a caged animal. Like I was just ready. Like 
I, I, I got to start coaching something. Like, I, I want to get back in this. I got to start doing something. I got to, and you know, it's just, you, you miss it. And I know at that point I wanted to get back and do it. And don't get me wrong. The first season, that fall season when I wasn't coaching, um, I decided I just stepped away for a year. It was nice getting home every day after work at three, three thirty. It was nice yeah. being able to do stuff around the house. It was nice being able to you didn't have to wait till six, seven at night to eat dinner. You could eat whenever you wanted. You can eat. You didn't have to give up a weekend. But then at the same point, it's you just get bored. You just run out of things to do. You just you just miss it. Not only that, you just miss it. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, coaches, we don't. You definitely don't, especially at the high school level. You definitely don't do it for the money. You do it for the love of the game. Right. If you're doing it for the money, you're <laughs> you're in the wrong business. If you're doing it for the money, I think at one point. Um, uh, a coach that I worked with, track and field, Jen Stanton. I think we figured out all the hours that we did. I think we figured out our hourly rate. I know you, you get stipends for coaching, but for an hourly rate, I think we figured out our hourly rate was something like, I don't know, maybe $6.50 an hour with all the time and, and stuff that we that's put like, in. That's like a waitress tip. Like yeah. Pay. I mean, I, I think you add in all the Saturday meets, all the... Saturday practice, not to mention all the time that you're spending with game plans and lineups and stuff at home. I think we figured it out. It was it was around like six fifty, six seventy five an hour, which yeah. nowadays you can make more. At, you can make more than double that at Mighty Taco or Burger King. Dude, I can't eat Mighty Taco anymore. I'm so sad about it. Really? Oh, I'm so sad. I love like I never was a huge fan of Mighty Taco, and then. You know, my buddies would always be like, oh, let's go to Mighty Taco. And I'd always go with them, but I'd never get anything because I didn't know what to get because I'm not a huge Mexican person. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like onions, stuff like that. But then I found out, like, my my thing was, like, a beef and cheese burrito on wheat with no sour cream and mild sauce. Okay. I can I, I that was something I liked that was something I ate. And, I, and, and as soon as that clicked, I just was, like, Mighty Taco – all way or no way. And then about a month ago, I got three beef and cheese burritos. Same thing I always get. But I got three of them. And I got chips with cheese. Then I went home. And I ate all of that Oof. in one sitting. And I ate to the point where like I was full and then more full. And I felt sick. I'm like, okay. So I wake up the next morning. And like I had to go to work. <laughs> like I, I had to go coach. And I proceeded to, no, I went to school with Megan Ooh, because uh, it was a staff day and I sat there all day Ooh. and I didn't feel great. And then I went to work and then I went home and then this is outside of the story. I was like, and then like it, and then I found out my grandfather died that night, went, went home, went, like got home, went to bed, woke up, threw up, went to work, came back. Didn't eat anything for the rest of the like. Didn't eat anything at all that day. The next day had like, severe cramps, and then like I was on the brat diet for a week. Like I don't know what happened. And then I got Mighty Taco again last Friday, and I had like almost 
I had a very, very mild case of what I had the first time. And I just refused to ever eat so Mighty That's it. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Either the Mighty Taco is giving me food poisoning or my body just can't handle Your it. Your like, nope, no uh, more. Like, my body's done that with McDonald's, too, though. My I, buddy, my body's done that with Burger King. I can't eat Burger King Like, anymore. it rejects it. Yeah. Like, if I, like, I'll even, the last time I had Burger King, and this was a number of years ago, it was one of those things where I ate it and then, like, literally... I think five, ten minutes later, I threw it up. And you can tell, like, it's one of those throw-ups where the food isn't didn't even have a chance to digest. <laughs> so you're literally throwing up, like, almost, like, semi-digest, like, just chunks of the food. Like, you can literally see the burger that you're throwing up. Yeah. And it's just, like, it, yeah. It's crazy how your body just rejects it. I did that once with a donut. Ugh. But it came out whole. That's almost that's almost almost how my burger was. Like, that was the same night I was downtown and I heard gunshots and I said to to the people I was with, I was like, "Those are gunshots," and they're like, "Oh no, you're just like some suburban kid. You don't know what you're talking about." Like, no, it is. And then like somebody pulled up like a news report maybe 25 minutes later and they're like, "Hey." You know when you said those were gunshots? Well, they were. And I was just like, well, no, I know that. Like, there's no... Well, downtown Buffalo and like, like, June, you don't hear, bang, 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 like, out of nowhere. <laughs> Maybe if it was 4th of July, somebody set off fireworks. Yeah, but, but like, no, these are like single pops. <laughs> and then later that night, I threw up a full donut, so like... I don't like donuts anymore either. But isn't that cool how your body works? Oh, yeah. Where, like, for some reason, without any provocative, like, provocative, uh, provocation, provocation, whatever that word. That's a big word for a phys ed teacher. (laughs) That's a big word for a phys ed teacher. (laughs) Run. Uh, I know there's an R in there somewhere. No, but it's just like, your body's just like, nah, don't want this. (laughs) Get it out. No. Which, you know... If you look at it for our for our standpoint, um, at least our our bodies isn't like welcoming all this crap. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, as phys ed teachers and coaches, we're just like, yeah, eat healthy and stuff. And it's like we don't want to, but our bodies force us to. <laughs> <laughs> our bodies are like, don't put it in me, and we do it anyway. So it's like, all right, it's coming back out. Like, yeah, I said no. I said no, and I think like my girlfriend's just like, why is it so easy for like guys to um lose weight and like stay at a consistent way it's like well you know it's because our bodies like not only burn calories super fast but also our bodies have a tendency to hold grudges against certain types of food (laughs) (laughs) where um we'll eat it but it'll come back out oh for sure all right we're gonna get into our hot seat questions all right matt (laughs) what what do you what do you have for Hot seat question number one. Oh, I'm taking a sip of this Arnold Palmer right now. And I'm thinking, are you a big fan of, and you mentioned like hot tea with lemon when we were talking about my voice earlier. <clears throat> and um, so are you like a hot tea person? Are you more of an iced tea person? If you are an iced tea person, it's like kind of like a double question. Do you like sweetened or unsweetened? Oh, for sure, you got to go sweetened. I mean, how, how sweetened? Are we talking like southern sweetened or like just a regular sweetened? Because like southern sweetened, oh, sweet. that's sweet. I, it doesn't have to be like the sweet tea. 
Uh, don't get me wrong. Every now and then, I, I'd, I'd like a nice sweet tea, um, but even only like one glass. After anything more than that, you just get the like. Okay, it's it just, tastes like sugar too, water. Yeah, it's too 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 sweet. But I, I also, I can't do the iced tea unsweetened. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, that just tastes. I weird. can't do it at that point. You know what? Just warm it up and give me straight tea. I, I don't mind an iced tea. I, Vicky's gotten me into a little bit more of, of teas. I don't like, I don't mind a nice, a nice tea. I'll do the flavor teas, but I really like the one tea that I really like. I like the chamomile tea. Like I find it where I'll just, if I'm having like a, a stressful day or even just a long day, whether it's at school um, or coming up from coaching, I'll just, Sit down, watch like you know Seinfeld or whatever with a nice little cup of chamomile tea. I, listen, I love Seinfeld. I was gonna say that's a, that's definitely a tea sipping kind of show. I, I love Seinfeld, but yeah, I. But if I had to choose, if I'm more of a iced or a, a hot tea person, I'd say I guess more of a hot tea. I like the hot beverage. I think it just I don't know something about a hot beverage just kind of calms you down a little bit. That's fair. I think maybe because you can't chug it. I think when when you get the cold, like the iced tea, you can kind of slam it or down. chug it. Yeah. Whereas the, I mean, I guess you could slam a tea, but probably not the best thing for you. I'm just more of a coffee person, I guess. Yeah. So what about you? Are you more of the iced tea, the hot tea? Yeah, I sweetened like, or unsweetened. I like I like I like iced tea. I don't even like regular like. I like the flavored iced teas. Like not just like sweetened or unsweetened. Like if they had like a raspberry or something. Yeah. Like, but like I just can't drink hot tea. I was gonna say now, do you like they have the hot flavored teas? Like I like the raspberry hot teas. No, I can't drink hot tea. It makes me gag. Really? Yeah. Even if it's like just kind of lukewarm, really just not a fan of it. No, and like I lost my voice when I was in my singing career and stuff, and people were like, "Here's like." Hot tea with lemon and like salt and like some baby's tears. Like, drink this. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't, like, I can't stomach it. Like, if I drink it, it's going to come back up because I'm going to throw it up. Okay. Now, this is going to take me into question two, and you kind of answered it. All right. So, what's your remedy for whether it's a sore throat or it's just you lost your voice from screaming or laryngitis or whatever. Uh, what's your, what? what's the Matt Keogh remedy to get the voice back? Nothing. Nothing? Just kind of wait it out? Yeah. I haven't done anything. Really? Yeah. See, I did the, I did the lemon and the honey where I would just, I'd, I'd put the honey in with hot tea. Sometimes I would literally just, I wouldn't even make the tea. I would just get the hot water put some honey in there and a little bit of lemon. Like, no tea bag, no nothing. Yeah, people say hot water and lemon, too. Um, I found that always helped. Not uh, not always, usually helped. Yeah. But, yeah, there were times where it would just, hey, this ain't going away until I just zip it. Speaking of hot tea bags, though, you know you could put a hot tea bag on, like, a sty? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that's an old timer's remedy. Absolutely, and you know what? I've had it the, works. It absolutely does. It takes. I've noticed for me, anytime I do that, it usually takes about two or three days, and it dries up like that, like it's gone. It's crazy how that works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great for any kind of styes like that. I've never had a sty. And then, um, do you, I'm sure you've heard the old. Uh, Put a piece of meat on like a black eye, like a black like, and blue like eye, a, like a frozen steak or like something. Like a frozen steak or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I used to put peas. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, well, I that's for like an ice pack. Kind well, of. Well, I'm assuming. Well, I was never. If I ever did, I never had a black eye. But if I ever got I've hit, had a few. If I ever got hit in the face, um, my dad wouldn't really do anything. Like nobody would like do anything. My my parents were big, especially my mom, was big with the the. What are those? The washcloths, like the cold oh, washcloths, yeah. like right over the forehead. Yeah. You know, just to coat, just to soothe you, that calm you down, or yeah. just you know, if you got a, I love those. I know now they've got the the cooling towels on the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the ones on the forehead though. Speaking of which, it's like you know, for some reason I was taking a shower this morning, crazy, um, but I was thinking about like back like when I was like a kid and like when your parents would give you a bath and stuff, um. The way, like, somehow my mom would wash my face or something, like, she would, like, either put soap on my face or put it on, like, a washcloth or something and put it on my face. And then, like, to rinse it, she'd pour the water on the washcloth. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, it's basically waterboarding somebody <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> like, and then, like, I was thinking about it because I went to church with my girlfriend and, like, the way they baptize, they baptize kids sometimes. And it's the same process. I'm like, you're just passively like waterboarding people like in a way that's not torturous but still it's waterboarding i just think that's i just i don't know i thought that was a funny thought that popped in my head <laughs> i was just like i got waterboarded as a kid okay <laughs> oh, you gotta perfect your methods you know it's like and i'll probably do it to my kids because that's the only way i know how to clean their face <laughs> all right we're going from waterboarding to question three all right, we've got NBA playoffs starting, NHL playoffs starting. Didn't the NBA playoffs already start? They start. Well, actually, yeah, they're in the second round, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. All right, well, they're still sort of starting-ish. Yeah, hockey's they're, starting. Hockey starts either tonight or tomorrow. But um, out of all the playoffs, Major League Baseball season is starting. But NBA, NHL, football, uh, baseball, what if you could only watch – this coming year, if you could only watch one playoff format, and I and I don't mean just your favorite team, like I'm saying, you've got you know you're watching all the games. Which which sport are you watching all the playoffs games for? Hockey, I love hockey. I love the preseason. I love, not the preseason. I love the regular season. I love the postseason, especially the way they have it set up. I think I agree. They I get mean, intense. I, I, I love football playoffs, but. I feel like especially the early round, the like the wild, you kind of know who's gonna win or yeah. they're they're for you get hockey. Some it is a crapshoot. Hockey, you, I mean, it's not uncommon to see an eight seed be a one seed. It's not yeah. uncommon to, for the number seven two seed to go down. And like you said, even if that one, even if the eight seed doesn't win, they could very easily take it to six seven games. Yeah. Like, and you get to that game seven, and who knows what happens? Yeah, that's just like especially with like the overtime rules too. It's just like either it's like the Golden Gore or they go straight to, like straight to shootouts. And I love it when they go to shootouts. Yeah, and it's well they don't have they don't have shootouts. Um, they don't have shootouts until it gets in the. They don't have shootouts for playoffs. Oh wait, no, they don't. No, they don't have shootouts in playoffs. No, at they all. just go until they go the, just straight overtime. Those are intense. Like, and they do the five on five overtime for the playoffs it too. It makes me. Nauseous. It doesn't go to four on four, or three. No, on three. no, it's a full. It's a full. Ice. It's a full. But those there's nothing. Better than overtime playoff hockey. Oh yeah, and I don't know if you remember. Uh, this would have been ninety five, ninety four. 
the devils the devils okay so you well i'm sure you've seen it but (laughs) the devil the devil's rangers playoff game where it went into i think like four overtimes three four five overtimes yeah and it was just i mean every i remember as i would have been like 13 14 in fact no i remember the game it was the day of our dc trip to washington our eighth grade dc trip to washington it was the um we would have had to get up the bus was leaving at like i think five in the morning and we didn't go to bed or at least i didn't go to bed until that game was over so i think the game ended at like one in the morning the sabers won dave hannon scored the goal and i literally you know i maybe went to bed at like two 2.30 and had to wake up at 4, 4.30 so that I can go to, to Gaskill Middle School and catch the bus yeah. for an 8th grade trip. Yeah, you just sleep on the bus. I just slept on a bus. I can never sleep on a bus, but so that uh, there's nothing like NHL hockey playoffs. Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. It's, and you see the best plays happen, too. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Capitals fan, and obviously when they won the Cup, it was... But that Braden Holby is my favorite player. It was the save when he was like caught outside the crease and dove when I think they were playing Pittsburgh and he dove with his stick and blocked it. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is what playoff hockey is about, man. All right. I'm going to go question four, kind of a similar vein. Out of all the sports, just athletes, again, doesn't have to be somebody from your team, like the Capitals, the Bills, the Sabres. Doesn't have to be somebody from your team. Who would you like to see just as a player win a championship? Just um, as a like, not a not a, a current player, not an old player, a current player from any sport. Who would you like? Just man, this guy really deserves it. Um, until until this year, I'd probably say Matt Stafford. Um, I could see that. And before the Capitals won, I would have said I definitely Ovechkin. would have said Ovechkin. I was going to say Ovechkin. Um, I'm not going to say Jack Eichel. No, Jack <laughs> Eichel is dead to me. Jeez, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, there's got to be. I mean, like. There's always. A, you know it's got to be like that. Always just that veteran. Uh, you know, uh, Connor McDavid, I'd be okay with seeing it win a championship. Yeah, but do you think he's kind of too young to to put him in that category? He's been in the league what now? Is this his sixth year, seventh year? Yeah. Do you think? And he's still he's what twenty? He's like your age, like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, somewhere around there. I mean, he's got you. You've got to think he's at least got another ten plus years left in his career. Yeah, but he's on a really bad team. <laughs> Yeah, but they're getting better. But do you think he's still kind of maybe too young to be all in right, that category? All right. so think of an older one. I mean, you can use him. Fine, Fitzpatrick. Okay, I could definitely see that. Do you Ryan think Fitz- he comes back and plays this year? <laughs> no. To, uh, for us? No, 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 not for the Bills. Oh, just in general. But it, just in general. I don't know. It would somebody, be somebody def- probably will pick him up. Did you see what they how what uh what those people did in the draft where they they made a video of. There were nine separate people walking with different Fitzpatrick jerseys representing the different the nine different teams that he played, played with. On. That's legendary right there. I could see Fitzpatrick. Um who would I say? It's I think in football, I think you would you have to go with a quarterback. 
<sighs> I'm trying to think of somebody who, like an older player. Matt Ryan? Okay, I could see Matt Ryan. I'm trying to think, did Joe Thornton win a cup? Has Joe Thornton won an NHL cup? I don't I don't, I don't think so. He'd be one that I that I guess would kind of pop into my mind. Matthews. Matthews, I think, is still a little too young. Austin Matthews. I'd say Matt Ryan in in football, but um, oh, I know. Well, okay, soccer it's a little different. I guess you know I'm not a huge fan. Of, I respect. I respect his respect. Where respect is deserved, but. Lionel Messi. I was going to say, are you going Messi? Well, because I was going to say Ronaldo because he's my favorite, but he did win the Euros. But I was thinking more of like um, like World Cup-ish um, because both Messi's won, you know, he's won countless uh, La Liga, stuff like that, um, Champions Leagues, both his Ronaldo, but like for their country, which is a little different than playing for your club. For sure. Um, Talk about a leap year. That's, that's like yeah, a leap year where it's – and that's why I love World Cup, and that's why I'm going to be missing it so much this summer. Like I wish I know it's starting in November or October, November this yeah, year. Yeah, but at least we're going to be able to be inside, and like when we have nothing to do, we can watch it. That is true, but I love World Cup, and it's it's so heartbreaking because you figure, all right, if you're an NFL player, an NHL player, especially a, a good player, you have, what, 10, 12, maybe 15 cracks at a championship. These guys... You know, you're lucky. You're lucky if you get on three, four World Cups, yeah. World Cup teams. Like, lucky. Like, you're talking, if you're on f- four World Cups, that's 16 years. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So, I mean, and this is, I think, going to be, you know, probably the last time ever we'll see them play in the For sure. World Cup. So, like, it's either now or never. Um, And the sad part is, like, Especially for like Messi and Ronaldo, they well, it's a team sport. They technically are the only ones that really drive their team to where they are. Like Messi or Ronaldo was the reason why <laughs> the, the Portugal made it to the Euro finals. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. And Messi is the only reason why um, Argentina made it to the finals against Germany and Brazil. Like, so it's either now or never, really. <laughs> and. Again, they've reached countless accomplishments already, but like getting that like that championship, that star over your country's flag, that's that's probably like the pinnacle of everything in soccer, or in sport in general. In to sport, be honest, that's a gold medal. Like, I mean, again, can you imagine? All right, the Bills. Think of it this way: the Bills. All right, the the whole thirteen second fiasco, whatever at Kansas City. Can you imagine if you had to if if you had to stew on that? for four years and the next chance at redemption wasn't next season in a few months it was you had to wait four years for redemption from that yeah like it's it's so i'm gonna change my answer we'll go with like Messi. okay all right so you're switching from fitzpatrick to Messi. i mean dude deserves it (laughs) i'm still going joe thornton I, i i don't think he's won but if he hasn't won i'm going joe thornton okay okay even though he played for the Bruins all those years, I yes, forgive him. No, I forgive him. It. All right, question five, Matt. Do you have Do you have one to bring us home here? Yeah, um, I've been playing the new Lego Star Wars um, video game because I'm a child. 
And I've noticed that obviously it's made for kids. And, um, but I don't know if you ever played the original, original. Have you at all? No. Okay. Well, like the whole point is like, it tells the story of Star Wars in Lego form meant for kids. And there's little like bits like here and there, like that are funny and like comedical and stuff. But, um, they still like have like this. So the problem with, I have with the new one is that they don't show death at all. Okay. I think they show one death scene and like, but they don't show death. And I think it ruins kind of the context of it. So my question for you is, it's like out of all of the star Wars movies, which one do you think is the most like, uh, it doesn't have to be graphic, but most, um, morbid, dark, morbid. Yeah. 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 Uh, hmm. Most people would probably say episode three just for the countless stuff that goes on, but I don't think that's necessarily the most morbid one. I think, I, I mean, you look at the one, um, what is it, episode, uh, episode five, where, I mean, at the end, they're pretty much, you got Luke who just lost his hand mm-hmm. to Darth Vader, you got Han Solo who was just frozen in carbonite and turned over to the, to, uh, the bounty hunter. Yeah. Um I think that one definitely ends on the darker note. Um and I think isn't that the one too where uh Obi-Wan dies? No, Obi-Wan dies in That's episode the 4. One, yeah. Um But even in that but one But I mean all that stuff it end episode 5 kind of ends on a real it's like, "Ooh man, the Jedi just got their their butts handed to them yeah. almost." Well, I mean, like, episode four, an entire planet with a bunch of people blow up. It's, that is true, too. You see that? Um, I, I, I I, can see what you're saying with episode five. It's it, it definitely gives you a dark, eerie tone because, like, you know, episode four, like, oh, they blew up the Death Star. And episode six, like, oh, like, they, they blew up the other Death Star. Um, episode five really is, like. It kind of leaves on that. They're, like, the, de- the, 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 the bad people won. Yeah. 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 It it really almost it sets up that time so, yeah. where all right man are they gonna make it like they just got knocked out yeah they, they barely made the ten count are you are you, are they gonna are they gonna make it out of the corner yeah so I'd say yeah yeah and I I'm I haven't gone to that episode yet I'm playing it right now but I'm like just curious because like come on man like I get it's for kids but holy cow <laughs> just, just like the original one that you made in like oh four like shows death scenes. Like, come on, man. Like, give me something to work with. It's a changing world. I spent $60 on this game. <laughs> are you kidding me? Times are changing. Times are changing. But my favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. See, you're just making that up. No, I'm not. Isn't he, like, supposedly the worst yeah. Star Wars character? That's why he's in my favorite. Of... Listen, one more thing I've got to say before we go the Detroit Lions. Dude, they, I told you. The Detroit Lions, they, hey, <laughs> they might be. In, I told you. In fact, Matt Johnson posted that he thinks they're a playoff team. They had a darn good draft. They. Dude, go back in the archives to find the first episode I say this. I Listen, I said you should put that on Vegas because if you hit with the Bills Detroit Super Bowl, even on like maybe a, a Ten dollar bet, you're probably walking out of there with a couple grand. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> Dude, I told you, all y'all heard me say this like months ago, and everybody thought I was just being a jackass. I still think, though, they're going to go full-blown Detroit, and they're <laughs> going to finish like eight and, uh, what is it now, eight and nine, maybe nine and eight. No, man, it's different now. I hope so. I saw that too. I saw the post that you that you saw, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, no way. The Detroit Lions, baby. The that would be the Cinderella of Cinderella stories. Oh my gosh! I I instantly started going on FanDuel. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, did I pull the trigger yet or no? What's what's? A, I would do a ten dollar. Like I said, like you said, ten dollars. Okay. The, the odds have got to be astronomical for that. Dude, I got Listen, next week we're going to get into gambling and sports. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> there's like there's some sort of hotline to call if you have a problem like that. Yes. But all right, we're going to wrap things up there. <clears throat> Matt, thank you for uh, you know, coming in with scraggly voice or gravelly voice. Scraggly Not voice. scraggly, gravelly voice. Thanks for uh, toughing it out. And again, make sure you guys listen to us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube up and running yet? Getting there. Getting hit, there. Hit, hit a snag, but we're figuring it out. Getting there on YouTube. So hopefully we'll have the behind-the-scenes footage and some commercials and all kinds of fun stuff there. But thank you, guys. And as always, we will see you next week for more stories from the sidelines.